I let them know maybe what charity events we were involved in. It was just a way to communicate with them of what a local business was doing. So an email might look at, you know, hey, this is February. It's blood donation month. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. We are going to be talking about some marketing tactics today, which is one of my favorite things to talk about in general, but in specific for pharmacy. Um, my name is Dr. Lisa Faust. I am the founder and owner of Diversify RX and your host for uh, this session. And I want to dive into how you can create better relationships with your local media people um, for your pharmacy. One of the questions we get asked a lot is, how can I leverage my local media? How can I get some free exposure? You know, yes, they always want to want you to sign up for some advertising, but how can you, how can you really get a close relationship with your media? So you're really thought as a local expert when something comes up, they're the one that turns to you. You are top of mind of your media. Now, when I say media, it certainly includes all of your traditional media, like TV, radio, newspaper, but certainly can extend to kind of the digital media age. Maybe it's a local blogger or a local influencer or somebody that hosts a podcast. Um, so make sure you include all types of media in there. Um, but I'll tell you my trick for developing a good close, close relationship with the local media people in my area. So what I did was I just did a little bit of research. Um, if you don't have the time to do this, this would be a great project for like an intern, um, maybe one of your kids, maybe one of your employees' kids or a virtual assistant or something like that. But essentially what I did is I went to all the media pages and they always have a contact us page or they always have a list of like beat reporters or something like that. And so I just started grabbing everybody's email address. Um, and in the town I was in, we were in the Northwest. Um, our town was kind of divided into quadrants. And so, you know, if somebody's like the Northwest reporter, well, then I grabbed the Northwest reporter, or maybe they have a healthcare reporter or something like that. But what I did is I just started to compile a list of everybody's emails. Um, went to the radio stations and did that, especially the talk radio hosts. Those those became my um, moneymaker people right there was the talk, the talk show radio hosts um, by far. Uh, so, so don't leave anybody out. Grab the list. It doesn't matter how big it is. And what I did is I threw it into my email um, server. So I used Google, I used Gmail uh, for a lot of my emails. And so I just created a mass list. You can create a bulk list where you, where you put everybody's email in once, and then all you have to do is um, email to that list and you get to email everybody on that list. And so once I had that list, what I did after that was I emailed these people once a month. That was it once a month. And I let them know like what we were doing in our pharmacy maybe what health awareness month or week it was. Um, I let them know maybe what charity events we were involved in. It was just a way to communicate with them of what a local business was doing. Um, so an email might look at, you know, hey, this is February. It's, you know, uh, blood donation month. We're having a blood donation drive on, you know, February 14th, uh, you know, to celebrate Valentine's Day. You know, we encourage you to come by and donate blood if you want to. Um, it could be, hey, we carry a new drug that was just approved. This 
drug was approved and it's for this condition. I want you to let you know we stock it. Um, I kept it very kind of educational, um, even, you know, a little bit promotional, but it was not a sales email. It wasn't a, you know, marketing email. It was really about like what we're doing, what's going on in our pharmacy, um, maybe compare it to some local things that are happening, um, cold and flu season, you know, we're stocked up. If parents, parents often have questions about dosing for their kids, we're happy to answer questions, just kind of letting them know what your services are. Um, and then we just emailed them every month. And it was at the beginning of the month and we sent them an email and that was it. We didn't do any other outreach. Um, but a funny thing started to happen after we, we started sending those out is we would get calls back in from these people. Sometimes it would be from the newspaper and they would say, Hey, we have, you know, three inches of blank space in our, in our paper for tomorrow. Um, you know, can you give us something to put there? Um, it might be a radio personality that calls us and says, Hey, you know, this professional athlete just got busted for drugs. Can you come on and talk to us during our segment for five minutes about, you know, why this drug would be banned. Um, and so they just started reaching back out to us whenever they had a need to fill. And then kind of your responsibility after that is always say yes. <laughs> if it's physically possible, you always say yes when the media asks you to do something. If you tell them no, especially like the first time or one of the first times they ask you, then you're kind of dead to them and they won't call you back. Um, so if you get them to reach back out to you, um, it's really important that you say yes. You might feel awkward or uncomfortable at first, you know, maybe being invited onto a webinar or a radio segment. Um, I remember that first time I was on live radio, um, very nervous. I don't, I, I didn't let anybody know. I kept it deep down. Um, but then after that, you know, it gets, it gets easier. And we ended up, I ended up actually having my own show with, with one of my uh, best friends and, you know, it turned into a whole radio thing. Um, they always say I had a face for radio. So if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, I, I apologize, but um it's really important that you create that relationship with your media. Then you become top of mind. And a lot of times these media people are obviously well-connected. Um, they know what's going on in the community. And so the other thing that started happening is not just being invited to participate in media is I started being connected with other people. They're like, hey, I just talked to Dr. You know, so-and-so over here and he's doing this thing and you're doing this thing. You know, maybe there's there's something there. And so these media people actually started helping us network and helping us connect with other people in our community in, in ways that I wouldn't have been aware of or, or even know of. Um, and then as you started getting a little bit of media exposure, uh, when patients in your community see you in the media, they automatically think of you as the expert. You know, you were just as much of an expert before, but let's face it, when you're on the nightly news and you have a five minute segment or two minute, well, probably not a five minute segment, probably a minute and a half segment, um, they think of you as the expert. And um, they'll come rushing in because you were on, you know, the six o'clock news. And so it really helps to um, position yourself as a leader, not just in the community, but obviously in your profession inside your community, which then leads to other opportunities. So, you know, because I was seen on TV and radio, I was invited to take part of some community groups and some community action committees um, and got involved a little bit in the, you know, out, outside politics of types of things. When in California, this is many years ago, um, but when uh, the nuclear facilities in Japan got damaged and you know, we thought this toxic cloud was coming to California. Um, you know, our county and our state created these um, committees to like 
figure out the, the solution. You know, I was invited to be part of that. Um, and so it's amazing what other doors open up because you exposed yourself on the media. And every time these media people ask you to do something, guess what? You're not paying for it. It is free. It's free exposure. Now, a lot of times I did end up advertising with some of these people. It, it kind of uh, became uh, a thing where I got a free segment and I realized how much exposure that gave me and how much business it drove. And so we ended up, you know, advertising on radio or we ended up doing a little stint on TV or something like that. Um, certainly it can lead to some of those opportunities, but having that free uh, kind of PR type of exposure first, um, let me know that it was worth it to go and advertise and actually pay for some advertising in some of those platforms. Then when I paid to advertise, they were actually inclined to use me and give me more free stuff in return. So it became this really nice relationship with the media. So you definitely ways you can build trust and build relationships with your media, um, not just free exposure. Sometimes it's networking and being introduced to new things. But if you haven't tried this, I highly recommend it. Um, just once a month email, basically once you do the work, um, I would go back probably every six to 12 months and relook at your list. Um, sometimes somebody leaves one newspaper and goes to another. Sometimes they've added a second beat reporter or something like that. You know, so I would kind of refresh that list once or twice a year uh, just to make sure that you're, you're relevant and, and keeping up to date. And um, don't feel free to include other, you know, kind of influencer type of people, maybe heads of certain charitable organizations in your, in your town or something like that, um, you know, include them as kind of like the media. It doesn't have to necessarily be somebody, an employee of a media company, um, but then send them out weekly, e or I mean, sorry, not weekly, monthly emails and uh, let them know what you're doing in your pharmacy. Let them know that you're a willing participant and you're there for the health of your community. And it's amazing what opportunities might open up for you. So I hope you found this helpful. Um, go out, create your mailing list. If you have any follow-up questions or comments, feel free to post them below. Feel free to contact me. My direct email is info at diversifyrx.com. Always happy to answer any questions or um, any uh, help that you need at all. So um, go forth, multiply. I hope your pharmacy grows. I hope you're extremely profitable. If you're not profitable, definitely reach out to us. Use our free resources um, because I think every independent pharmacy should be profitable and be able to thrive in their community. So Hope you enjoy this and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.